Welcome to everyone. Thank you for being here with me. Today, we will continue the topic of my previous class about mind games and how our mind is playing some tricks on us. And today we will continue diving deep, deeper how uh, we could work with him with uh, one alternative practice, one alternative um, method, metho methodology, how to being more able to calm down the agitation, the fluctuations of our awareness and emotion, all this stuff about our mental emotional plane and how to cultivate more peace there so that we can practice with more dedication, with more focus, because in today's world, we know that uh, our attention span is very, very short. So uh, before continuing with uh, the class, uh, I would like to make two disclaimers. So everything that uh, I'm going to present is not meant to be a, a substitute or uh, prioritized over our sadhana or recommended activities such as chanting, associating with devotees or direct service. Um, the things are like some helpful attitude towards our agitated mind or intense emotional states and the practices could be helpful like uh, it could be of use uh, as some breathing exercise to calm down the mind so in the way one breathing exercise can help these practices and uh, this whole perspective that i'm presenting uh, could be of help and disclaimer two the idea is not to heal our material self fully because today there are many such messages. Uh, everyone is on a healing journey, but seldom there is understanding which self we want to heal. So regardless that I will be talking about wounded parts, the idea is to give support, compassion, and to heal in purpose of pursuing our higher goal, developing our spiritual identity and surrendering more. So these are two important disclaimers be able more to focus on the um, yeah the, the right thing so in the first class i presented the idea that our material identity has many subpersonalities which emerge in the context of emotionally charged experiences uh, this makes deep some scars in our chitta and uh, these associations are not only memories of the event or strong emotional and physical reaction, but also they bind us to a certain identity. Most common example would be how in old age, when we are grown up, some situation or behavior of a person can make us regress to, a, to our child mentality. If my mother was yelling at me, maybe now if someone is rude with me, I would switch to that helpless state of being. And our deep wounds bind us to our material identity. In the core of an identity, there are our deep beliefs. And these deep beliefs, they have two aspects, a story and an emotion to the story. The story could be, I am a bad person and the emotion could be shame. And this belief could be so strong that even when I rationally know that I'm a, a 
part and parcel of God. I'm an internal soul. When triggered by some circumstances, I can totally flip and regress again to that identity. In this state, my mind will probably be overwhelmed by thoughts and emotions, which could hinder my practice. Because when I'm in such a um, chaotic state of mind, we know that uh, our mind goes and overthinks so many things, but uh, not the thing that we want to focus it on. And uh, many of us being here for so many lifetimes have a lot of such wounds. And this makes our everyday, everyday life like a minefield. We try to step carefully, but no matter how carefully, carefully we step, there are some minds that uh, blow off and uh, blow up and we regress in such emotions and uh, state of minds and behaviors that are in our um, uh, in our words like this anarthas and bad behaviors bad habits that totally make us um, go in the other direction not in the one that is favorable for our spiritual and advancement and yeah, we want to practice, but our mind is constantly overthinking something or we're emotionally drained because it's, um, it's draining to have these different emotions and these thoughts. So our willpower is also a limited capacity. There's some limited resource. And when we um, waste it for this mental, emotional chaos inside, there's little willpower to uh, invest in the important stuff. So what can we do? In the core of our material identities, there are these beliefs, as I said, stories and strong emotions. And uh, what is more, more important that in these beliefs, there is also a basic need, which is frustrated. We could say that uh, the need of the, uh, the spirit souls that we are to love, to be loved, to belong, to be safe, secure, because we know we are Satchitananda, but here we have Nirananda and uh, everything is turned upside down. So this basic uh, contact with our true self in which these needs are nurtured is uh, there is no path to that in our material identity. So when we discover the particular need of the particular super identity, super personality, we can focus our efforts and attention to satisfy it in the only sustainable way through our spiritual practice and strengthening our sadhaka identity. But to be able to do this, First, we need to unblend or dissociate from the wounded identity and the material coping strategy or defense mechanism, which could be like another super-personality. And uh, last time I mentioned some examples, like, for example, uh, the wounded little me who felt rejected in childhood and as a consequence, 
feels shame and tells the story to himself that he is bad and there as a consequence of that there is another subpersonality one protector part like a defense mechanism which could be being a people pleaser or perfectionist or striving to achieve some material gain like followers fame glory like this and many Many of our bad behaviors are actually such subpersonalities trying to help our wounded parts. Many times in the core of an addiction or some really bad anarta which is uh, provoking many conflict in ourselves lies uh, some kind of such deep emotion like shame, like guilt. And this makes um, everything uh, very chaotic. And uh, this everything fine, yeah. Okay. So what to do? When we feel our mind is agitated or we have a strong emotion like anger, shame, guilt, sadness, irritation, grief, uh, the first thing we need to do is to observe our sensations and uh, to locate where in the body in the body is this sensation for example if i'm being angry at someone or maybe some material desire didn't uh, you know, was not fulfilled and i feel anger or some frustration first i need to locate where in the body in the body is this emotion, this sensation. Maybe it's here in my chest. So the first part of the exercise is just to observe. And when we are able to observe something, we are already in the position of separateness in a way. If I can observe my hand and say, this is my hand, automatically I'm unblending from it. I'm in a different position. And if I have an attitude towards something, that means I'm not distinct. I can have an attitude. I can uh, relate to someone, something, someone. If I can relate to something or someone, I'm not distinct. So this is like a change in our focus, but also in the on the mental plane, a, a shift in the position. And um, this is uh, very important because. For sure, many of you know that if we want to calm our mind with all the overthinking or the everyday issues that come up every time we try to sit down or and chant, or maybe if I want to direct myself in uh, some good way, but I have these thoughts that make me want something else or some desires in my head popping up. The first thing that is beneficial for calming this is to sit a bit with the body and try to feel where is this sensation. And the second step is to see what we feel towards this part of ourselves. For example, if I'm feeling angry at someone, maybe some devotee wrote something to me in uh, 
Facebook and I'm feeling angry, irritated, how this person can be so inconsiderate and write such thing. First, we need to, I need to locate where in the body is the sensation. And second, I need to ask myself what I'm feeling, what I feel towards this angry part of me, this part of me which is irritated and starting to blame the other person. And this is a very crucial step. And for me, when I discovered this technique, uh, this methodology, uh, it was really like very revolutionary because um, this perspective to try to feel what I'm feeling, what is my attitude towards the different parts of me, the different modes of behaving, thinking, feeling, different emotions, uh, really made a breakthrough. And why is that? Because uh, if I feel compassion, appreciation, some curiosity, acceptance toward this angry part, for example, like in this example that uh, I started uh, giving, already if I'm able to express compassion or give a ray of compassion towards this angry part, it's already trying, it's already shifting my state, my emotional state, my body will start to relax. But many times, um, if I ask myself, what am I feeling towards this emotional part of me that is now triggered or towards this part of me that is behaving in such a way or has such desires, uh, you will feel, for example, that I have a critical attitude towards it that I have some, um, some desire to block it, to push it away, uh, some labeling that this part is bad. That maybe if I'm angry towards a devotee, I will feel all this inner conflict. I have one angry part, and when I see what I feel towards this angry part, it will come up like anger towards it, or I will feel rejection. I don't want this part to be there. And in that way, we make the chaos bigger because this means that I have two contradictory parts in me which are in conflict. And you know that mm, many times fighting with our mind and the different emotions, thoughts, and the things like subpersonalities, different parts of us that are arising, will lead only to more chaos or more frustration. And uh, yeah, so this is the second part, second step. What am I feeling towards this part? And if I feel that I have anger towards the angry part, or I want it just to go away, and I have this story in my head, this is a bad part. I'm a bad person because I feel like this. I'm a bad devotee. I should know better. I'm already so many years on the path and I'm still getting angry on such a 
such things. And this, as I said, will make the chaos bigger. Um, because in that way, we are just making our mind games just uh, go more crazy uh, because we are starting to fight with the mind, with the disexpression, with this emotion. Sometimes maybe I will be sad about some material walls and again I can uh, shame myself how come why I'm such a, a sentimentalist or like this and this uh, shame shaming criticizing labeling makes the things uh, just to be more suppressed or dissociate in an unhealthy way try to push them away and for the moment maybe my willpower will be okay to push them, suppress them, like to um, overstep them. But next time when I'm presented in a, with, again, similar situation or some similar circumstances, then again, this part of, of me will show and will, will feel again these emotions maybe i will react in the same way and many of us have like these models of behaving very stereotyping stereotype ways of behaving and many five ten years i'm still continuing to react in the same way regardless of uh, everything i try to do and most of the time, the reason is this that we haven't met, confront, or give given space to that part of us to get to know it, what it wants to, to tell us, to show us, what lies beneath this emotion or behavior. And uh, it's very important to connect with this sense of compassion towards the things that arise in ourself, these emotions, these behaviors, these uh, stereotype reactions that maybe are um, connected with, with our anarthas or are our anarthas. And uh, yeah, about compassion, I saw one post on uh, Guru Maharaja's uh, Facebook he made this post like two years ago and I will read it to you because it's nice and uh, kind of connected with what I am sharing. A Tibetan monk who had been imprisoned by the Chinese government for 18 years was asked about his experience. The monk replied that sometimes he experienced danger. When asked about the nature of the danger, the monk replied that sometimes he was in fear of losing his sense of compassion, his sense of compassion for the Chinese. Bhaktivinoda writes that chanting the name of God and compassion for others are together the essence of Dharma. Jivedaya Krishna Nama Sarva Dharma Sara. And uh, yeah, so to be able to give compassion towards others um, in a psychologically um, 
scientifically examined way, uh, th there is this idea that if I'm having a bad relationship with our, with my own material identity, with what is happening with me, my modes of behaving, thinking and feeling, if I if I'm not able to show compassion towards what is happening in me, it will be very hard also to express and to meet with compassion other living beings because they will do also the same things as uh, me. And uh, yes, yeah, sometimes it's kind of easier to show to others, but um, to be able to grow and to um, be able to change this compassion is also needed as uh, as taking care for plants. We need to give them a proper environment so that it can grow and have a nice petals uh, and yeah, like, so yeah, we need to uh, see what we are feeling towards this part of me, which is kind of the problem or I label it as something bad. Um, if I'm not feeling compassion or appreciation or acceptance, but I feel angry towards this part or I want to push it away, there is a nice um, ex uh, second step we can do. Uh, we can ask this second part which is in conflict with uh, this first part, give us some space. We can imagine that we take it outside in the other room and just say, okay, please give me 10 minutes with that first part, with the, with the angry part, with this part which is angry at this person. And then in this... Uh, free space in ourselves, we can ask again, what am I feeling now towards the first part? And sometimes we need to do this, um, do this part, like uh, do this thing two, three, four times, because sometimes we have many conflicting parts. If I have this angry part, maybe I have one part which is ashamed of the angry part, another part which is angry at it, another which is kind of just wanting to dissociate from that. Maybe I have a fourth one which feels guilty. Why am, why am I in such a way? And we need to free space and uh, unblend from all these parts just to ask them to leave to give some space and many times also for a person who is doing this for the first time actually at some point at some iteration there is this uh, feeling that okay i want to get to know this part i want to help her and uh, what would be the third step. So first, locating in the body. Second, what I feel towards it. If I see, feel something else, if I 
if I am not feeling compassion, but something else, I take out everything else, the other part, just to ask them to give me some space. And at some time, there should be um, evoking this feeling of, of compassion in us towards the first part that we want to work with, to get to know, to um, try to move. Um, and uh, the third thing is to try then to ask the, the angry part, what is its purpose? What it wants to do with this anger? Many times um, in this compassionate, compassionate inquiry, trying to get to know what is this part all about, then again, we can go deeper and uh, our needs start to show themselves. So maybe this angry part is trying to protect me of some injustice. Maybe previously in life, I was so um, unjustly, I had been raised in so much injustice that now Anytime someone says something a bit inappropriate, I'm already angry. And um, when we get to this layer down, which is the story, we can go also to the needs. We can ask directly, what do you need so that you can calm down? What is your the desire? What you want to protect, for example, if if it's an angry part. And um, it's very um, astonishing sometimes that this part of ourself, of our mental plane, really shows what is, what is there. It can answer us. Maybe, okay, I, I just need to be respected or I just need a connection with someone which is nice and I can open up and I can be seen and heard and I can feel safe and this is already mm, a deep change in the in our emotional state already on that uh, level on this step um, many times uh, the person feels calming down like this is not a such issue anymore. And um, the fourth step could be to um, directly try to get to the need and show appreciation. Okay, if you need uh, safety, safe connections, safe uh, space with someone, or you need to be validated, to be seen, to be heard, on that level, we can talk with that part and um, give some, make some plan, or we can uh, support this part in a way. We can say, okay, uh, I feel you. This uh, need is really important. This is something that uh, I know is really important for you. And in this way, we can try to get the need met.
and in this way we're taking more care of ourselves and uh, already working with our behaviors emotions and thoughts on a deeper level we go to the unmet needs and as i said in the beginning the idea is that our needs can be only fully and uh, sustainable met sustainably only in our devotional life in our practice in our um, community in the sangha in the sadhana in, in our relation to krishna so um, in that way we give compassion towards the unmet needs which are unmet because we have many wounded parts in ourselves from the many many birds we have taken in this material life which we know is like a, a forest fire and uh, why mm, this is important because we go out of this fighting mentality and uh, we are not in this mind games trying to when i feel sadness to try to attack to attack it with uh, some other protective part and try to suppress or block it when i feel maybe some um, envy again like oh why the same i'm such a bad person and again fighting because these things only again only suppress the issues which are there because in envy for example if i walk around and see so many people driving nice cars and i'm like oh why i cannot afford to buy a five years old car but i have only money for 20 years old old car and then it can this thought and feeling inside most of the times will provoke my inner critic oh you're such a materialist and you try to chant to pray to have a, a spiritual life but you look and at that uh, cars and you feel envy towards the persons the people who are driving it and um, in this way i will be only more guilty more shame and the spiral will just went down and next time maybe i will feel envy towards something else but if i try to use this approach which i am now presenting maybe i will go home and sit with this and i will see okay earlier earlier i had this feeling and this thought about the cars where in the body i feel this envy and this emotion of some frustration okay maybe it's here somewhere in the chest again okay so this is the first thing creating the sensation in the body second what am I feeling towards this part? I feel anger because how can I be so envious on such a, a material issue? Okay, I feel the angry. Where is my anger? It's in the head. I'm connecting this angry part with, uh, with simply observing it. And I can say, 
this angry part. Please give me 10 minutes a long time with this envious part because I want to get to know it a bit better. And then if I feel the shift and the anger is really giving some space, I can ask myself again, okay, what am I feeling now towards this part? And this part. Okay, I feel acceptance, like I'm curious what it holds and I can ask it. And here uh, I can, if I have this uh, visualization in me, I can see how does this uh, envious Dionitai looks like. Okay, some image in my head, or just to just to talk to the feeling, and I can ask, okay, why you feel this way? What is your need? What is beneath, beyond this envious thought and this frustration? And then this part can tell me, I have the need to feel secure. I'm really tired in this material life to fight over and over with uh, just to be able to be on the surface. Because everything I do, everything I'm trying to make, it's such a survival mode, so many years, so many uh, in this survival mode for so many years and I look there some people like having it a bit easy and I want just a bit peace and calm so I'm more able to focus on the important stuff and not be in this survival and at this level it's normal to feel more compassion and to we can share some appreciation towards the need because it's a valid need to be more secure, to be more calm, to have the energy and to have the space and time to give this energy to the important stuff and not only fighting in the material on the material plane. And that way, this tension, this feeling of envy will release, will, um, yeah, will be released processed and maybe this part um, will feel my support and I can uh, then make some strategy or direct the attention how can these important needs be met in a healthy in a healthy way or how can these needs be met in my sadhana and spiritual life so this was also another example of the of the process and uh, yeah uh, I think I said in the previous class but just to remind or maybe someone will hear this for the first time all these parts like overthinking perfectionism substance abuse controlling behavior numbness dissociation uh, or um, dullness laziness, apathy towards spiritual life or in general, like depression, anxiety, uh, trust issues, if we have some doubting part, uh, some part that wants material acquisition, angry, envy, fear, 
all these things that uh, can be a blockage in our spiritual life are parts of our um, material identity that if we are able to a bit unblend from them, take a step and look at them for the pers from this perspective, what am I feeling towards these parts of me, uh, then I will be more able to make this connection, this bridge with compassion, get to know them. And again, I will uh, see which is the need, which is there. And then the tension will be released and I will be more able to meet the need when, in a healthy way. If I don't do this approach, many times we only uh, postpone the activation of these issues for some next time. And that's why many of us have these blockages or repeating patterns, which again and again show in our life. And, and so we are like, okay, why am I self-sabotaging? I know that I should be doing something else, but why my mind is again in that this fear, that angry feeling, fighting with someone. And that's because we have these wounded parts that feel lonely, that feel abandoned, rejected, unsafe, that feel in danger, that just want to feel the opposite, to feel connected, belonging, appreciated, valid, seen, safe. And the way is with compassion and to get to know these parts. Mm, there are also other um, like hints or aspects to the process, but for the beginning, it would be nice just to start to take more time or to have some space to get to know what is happening inside of us. And this can be uh, like a practice five, 10 minutes a day. If I have some issue that is uh, bugging my mind and makes me overthink over something, or I feel some tension inside, some agitated state, some nervous state, which is uh, hindering me from properly sit down and chant or doing some service on, or something else, just to sit and feel, okay, I want to know what is this part in me now that is taking control and draining my willpower and emotions, where I feel it in the body, what I feel towards this part, if I'm not feeling compassion, I ask the other parts to make some space until I get in that compassionate state and then just to try to befriend this part. How can I support you? What are you feeling? What are your needs? What is your function? What is your purpose? What you're trying to achieve? Also, it's a very constructive way uh, to dealing with our uh, material desires uh, because in the desires mm, they say that desires are just the uh, strategy that we use for meeting some need of ourselves. So the needs are something common for everyone. It's a uh, um, 
general needs on the level of needs we are all the same we we need the same things some basic the same basic needs but on the level of the desires we have different desires and the desires uh, it's a very like constructive way or and helpful way to looking look at our desires also our material desires okay i can shame or feel guilt about the many material desires I have, but I can try to get to know what is this part they're trying to achieve with this material desire. What is the need that is frustrated, unmet, and this part of me has this strategy with this material desire to achieve something. And then by showing compassion and um, gratitude maybe also because sometimes these protective parts want to protect us for some from some pain that we have experienced in this life or in some past life and when we show appreciation gratitude understanding we can go to the need and give to propose a healthier way a more sustainable way to meet this need with some spiritual desire or desire connected more to our practice. And uh, yeah, you can try it out with uh, the things which are now like um, blockages or you feel that maybe not so big trauma or some big issue, but you feel that your mind is going in that direction and it's draining some willpowers, draining some energy that could be used in a more healthier or more constructive way and just try to get to know this part using this uh, practice sit with it try to show compassion and then to see what will happen what uh, this part will show what will share with you about its purpose its desires the needs that are beneath sometimes it's also helpful to try to have this uh, compassionate guessing to say okay what are you feeling now maybe you feel sad because this thing is temporary or maybe you feel this anger because you have been very badly treated in the past or maybe you feel this because of that. And uh, when we are close to the real deal, to the uh, reality of this part of our deeper need, many times this is uh, enough for the body to release some tension and be, we can feel more grounded. And uh, then if we feel more grounded, we are more have more presence and we can give this presence towards the our mantra our service and uh, yeah in 10 minutes i think will be the class of uh, guru maharaj so i will end here but uh, if someone has a question or some comment or also if you listen to the recording and you have some question comment you can write to me 
Даниел Троев in the social media, in Facebook. I would be glad to answer or to continue the conversation. I tried to give a bit more practical things today, like continuation. But yeah, if someone has something, can share now. Thank you, Mohan, for listening. What else can be said? Yeah, we can make an exercise like uh, writing down all my material desires which are known to me at this stage of my life and then try to see what is the deeper need or try to um, befriend the part in me that has this desire and see what are its emotions, the story which it is telling the need and how can I express some compassion and um, to have negotiation, how to be more, uh, to be this need met in a healthier way. Or we can write, write down our blockages, the self-sabotaging behaviors that we see in ourselves and that are making hard for us to do the things that we want or some repeating pattern, and again, try to see where, um, remembering the state or the moment in which I was behaving, the, the, the concrete uh, situation, remembering it, where in the body I feel the sensation, what I feel towards it, Sometimes also it is helpful to ask how old does this part of me feel? When in the past have I felt this sadness, this anger, this envy? And this also can make us process some emotion from our material identity, some blockage that is there from the past. And... Um, Maybe if I go there with compassion and understanding, this will be released. And I will have one layer in my of my material identity less that is uh, giving me trouble in the sadhana process, my spiritual process. So yeah, we can have some self-analysis, try to look deeper, try to change the narrative and the approach towards this misbehaving anarthas and uh, emotions and behaviors that are making trouble and to see what will happen with this new approach. Thank you again and see you next year.